What's up, everybody, and welcome into Sports Talk with me, your girl, Whitney B. This is Season 2, Episode 16. We got a good show. I'm ready to kick it off. Let's go. And again, welcome into Sports Talk. Y'all, it'd it be like so much that happens, you know, after I do the show. And then I just get so excited to come back and do the show. And today I'm recording a little bit earlier because today my daughter has a track meet as opposed to like these funny regular other days she's been having. So it's just been a little weird trying to maneuver everything and figure it out. But let me start this show like I did last week and just shout my baby out because... I mean, for one, it's my show, so I can do whatever I want to do. But for two, my daughter has been killing it in track, y'all. Like, I don't know. I I had shouted her out last week. Okay, boom. Then she turned around, I believe, and had a meet on Thursday. And I was like, whose baby is this clowning on this track like that? Oh, mine, right. So, again, congratulations. And I'm shouting my baby out, too, because she actually listens to my show. And she was so excited last time when she heard she got that shout out first. Like, oh, my God, Mom. So I like being able to make her happy. And so once again, let's congratulate her. And congratulations, baby. So the Red Wings, of course, they're still looking for a coach. Um, I'm going to start there. Um, no coach still, but they are picking number eight. Um, in the lottery for their draft. I don't want to say anything negative. Um, I just, I don't know. Like, I think I'm going to just trust Yasmin over there. I hope we do get a good coach. And I just, I mean, I think the team can come back. I really think that um, Detroit, the city of Detroit in, in general is losing its um, hockey town like title but I'm hoping that here in the near future we can bring it back and that's about all I'm gonna say about that um, and to the Tigers is looking like they're turning it around I'm, I'm, I don't want to speak too prematurely because it's only been four games but it's been four straight games so let's congratulate them too you got to give credit uh, where credit is due and I'm just gone I'm going to go ahead and give them their credit. Um, I just think that it's, I don't know, Tigers baseball is just weird. I think it's weird, and what I've been hearing a lot, um, even listening to the sports shows that I do like to listen to, um, is I believe it's more so the expectations that we all had this season for the Tigers as opposed to, like, last season. Um, it's It's just weird that, in the beginning, it just seems that everybody is let down. So it's like now we get this little hot streak. And I want to be happy. I can't speak for everybody, but I kind of know, like, I don't know. It's just being a Detroit sports fan is is a different kind of loyalty, <laughs> especially when all of the teams aren't um, necessarily winning. But I found it interesting because um, A.J. Hinch, the manager of the Tigers 
um, basically said that they can't really put the game on Miggy's back. He was doing an interview, and in so many words, he just like, you know, Miggy cannot do it along. He's been like a clear spark, but we need more guys to step up and, and play the role. And I agree. I definitely agree with that. But I also feel like um, if this doesn't come about, I don't think I don't think that AJ Hinch is going to stay around or stick around either. I don't think that that um, stigma is on his back anymore from the whole cheating thing. You know, people may bring it up, but I don't think that that is going to define his career. And I don't feel like he wants to retire here in Detroit um, attached to a losing team. But it's just, I don't know. I think um, they just got to keep the momentum, this winning momentum, you know, just hitting the ball. I mean, we got to, you know, get more hits in. We have to. But I'm, I just want to be happy right now. I don't want to speak negative about the Tigers either. So, once again, just congratulations for a straight Tigers. Yeah. I'm sure my sister-in-law is happy. She loved the Tigers, so that's really <laughs> probably all – that matters. Um, okay, so we'll go here. The draft is tonight. Uh, well, the lottery picks, where the, where the draft will, who will pick in the draft is up tonight and representing for the basketball. Look at me skipping ahead. Y'all like, what draft, girl? So the NBA um, is doing their lottery today to find out where the teams are picking in the draft, and Richard Hamilton is representing the Detroit Pistons. Y'all, I love Richard Hamilton. I like who he is, excuse me, as a person. I really loved who he is as a player, definitely, like, bringing a mid-range shot and everything, like, the best to do it, you know, especially in his time. Um, and what's crazy is I know I've said this on the show before, and I always every time I think about Richard Hamilton, Richard Hamilton in this mid range shot, I always think about Devin Booker. We'll we'll get to that in a minute, but anywho, um, I just wish that it was more like basketball is weird today; it gets weirder over time. But um, he is definitely representing the Detroit Pistons, and I think that that is a good fit good representation um it airs tonight guys so tune in have some fun um I know the Pistons not gonna get a number one pick but if I had to um give like my prediction of where we would land in the lottery I think between two and four yeah I say number three but definitely it could be two, three, or four. Tell me what y'all think. Anywho, you know, none of my teams made it this weekend in the in the um NBA. Excuse me, Golden State made it. So okay, shout out Golden State. But I don't even know what the hell the Bucks was doing. Or the Suns, like. I don't know. Chris Paul, I think after the whole situation with his family, he kind of just checked out. He was already kind of checked out before that, but I think he, like, just checked all the way out. Like, I don't even know what what was he doing, you know. what? It just did not seem like he was playing the same game. And then, like, you up against the, the MVP this year in Luka, 
And I just think it's weird, like, why did y'all win? I really wanted to see the Suns versus the Warriors. I mean, maybe that's just my bias. I just feel like we needed that. We needed that. And now we're going to have the Warriors versus the Mavericks, which, okay, you know what I'm saying. It's it's going to probably be a good series, but I don't. I don't have faith in Dallas. I mean, I'm not even trying to have faith in Dallas, and it'd be crazy if Dallas just won because they definitely beat the Suns. But um, I just don't. I don't think that Dallas is going to do what it needs to do to beat the Warriors. So I do see the Warriors going back um, to the championship for another year. I also... um can't believe Milwaukee lost like what and then it wasn't even no like one two-point game it was like okay this you know they fought they really it was like a blowout like come on and I don't know I don't know because I again the Celtics are good I knew already okay so I think it's gonna be the Celtics and the Warriors Miami um, in Philadelphia, we know that series. I mean, okay. I don't, the East is easy. I think if I had to, you know, y'all know I love NFL. So if I was going to compare stuff like the East and the NFL, I mean, the East and the NBA is like the NCAA in the NFL to me. It's like an easy, it's okay. Like you got some good teams, like decent teams, but. So anywho. I don't know if I had to give my predict- prediction moving forward. I think it's going to be Boston versus the Warriors. Y'all tell me what y'all think. I'm sorry, though. I'm super sorry because the Bucks and the Suns lost. So, I don't know. Moving along. Um, so, Drew Brees, y'all remember he retired a little bit ago. Not even a little bit ago. He took off. He did um, NBC. He was the lead analyst for Sunday Night Football over there. And so it's been rumors like he wanted to come back to football. And finally, Drew spoke. He was like, well, you know what? I'm uncertain. I don't know where my future is, you know, where am I going in my future, basically. He was saying he could be a player. He could come back to football. He could coach football. He can coach his kids. He'll go back to TV and be an analyst. You know, he hasn't made a solid decision. So when I read that, I was like, okay, Drew, you know what I'm saying? Like, me, I was like, I thought he was going to come back to being an analyst, especially seeing as though Tom Brady just, you know, signed that huge deal um, last week for his analyst spot over at Fox Sports when he's done playing football. So I was like, okay, well, this is the move. Like, these star quarterbacks are now getting into TV. When I heard it, though, he was like, I could be a player. It was, it like stopped there for me because Drew Brees was actually like one of my favorite quarterbacks. You have Tom Brady um, is number one, of course, Matthew Stafford, Drew Brees. Um, so it's like, okay, one of my faves are actually coming back to the game. I am just unsure where he would go back to like I mean the only logical place for me would be New Orleans you know and I believe he is still under contract I'm not sure don't quote me but um 
Like, if he had to come back right now, it's like New Orleans is in shambles. Like, I'm still confused at who's going to be their starting uh, quarterback. So, who knows? I was listening to one of my fave shows this morning, and they were saying that it was rumors that people wanted Drew Brees to come back and play for Dan Campbell and Alliance. And I'm like, first off, why is it like every single free agent, like, oh, my God, they should sign with the Lions. Oh, Debo Samuels to the Lions. Colin Kaepernick to the Lions. Like, come on. Like, damn. It's it's super weird. But um, also, it's like, I feel like Brad Holmes, they they over there in that front office really working on the cap. It would be dumb as fuck to, um, like, take such a cap hit for Drew Brees. And it's like, what are we doing? I don't know. I think, and, and, and some people was very upset with the draft. And then you had some people that was, like, super happy. Actually, both years – this year and last year with the new regime. I don't know if it's just people wanting them to really draft a quarterback so bad or or what. But what they are doing is it seemed like last year they kind of addressed more of the offensive side. They got some defensive players. It worked. This year it's looking like they're addressing more of the defensive side of the ball. You know, I sprinkled in a little bit of the offense where we needed it, but – it it's like it's looking more like they're putting their quarterback in a position regardless of who it is. I'm a draft around a quarterback. Um, Jared Groff is proving that he can actually win games and do what he needs to do with the right talent around him and calling the right plays. I mean, in the beginning of the season it sucked, yes, but he he definitely had a different play caller. And people were upset when Dan Campbell told um, Anthony Lynn he couldn't, you know, call the plays no more. But, I mean, Anthony, you – shit, we losing. And then in the show, like, Dan Campbell started calling the plays and boom, here go the team stepping up, doing what they need to do. And it's like – so I think that Jared Goff actually is doing what he needs to do you know, for the team, I guess, or he can do what he needs to do for the team moving forward if they continue to build around him. And then if, you know, God forbid he suck, you know, I mean, that's number one picks and stuff like that, like top picks. But, you know, if the Lions would need to then move up in the draft later on down the line is something, it wouldn't be a bad option. Um, but if they were to – like win and stuff like it's not a bad option either to keep them so I guess you know I don't know I just don't I think that we should we should just see I'm I'm still more interested in also watching Hard Knocks it starts on um August 9th it ends I believe September 6th but it's gonna be on HBO um I'm interested in seeing like how practices go just the mentality that Jared Goff brings to the team because he is more vocal, a little more vocal, I feel like, in interviews than Matthew Stafford was when he was here because Matthew Stafford is very vocal now in L.A. But um, he also still just seems different. Um, you know, just a little, like, I don't, 
I don't see Jared Goff being like that gritty, grimy player that it seems like they're establishing. But I think that Jared Goff could very, very much so, you know, get there, you know. And I think that he will also have more confidence this season as well. As as far as I don't think he played with any confidence last year, actually. Um, Maybe more towards the end of the season. But I think that, you know, the team in general, like they believe in Dan Campbell, they believe in Detroit, like they want to actually see this team, you know, be a team that people aren't coming for and calling it practice, you know, or just that same old Lions mentality. It was actually good to see the interview with Jamal Williams um, last week as well when he was saying that he didn't want or they as a team do not want that same stigma attached to the team. It's not the same old Lions. We're going to get up. We're going to work. We're going to fight. We're going to win. We're going to do what we have to do. And it's good that, you know, it's a team effort. And I see that, you know, it seems like a team effort. So just hopefully it, it you know, comes, you know, Jared Goff, he can pull it together. But if not, again, like I said, you know, these last couple of drafts, like, it's like they're addressing the lines defensively, offensively, the edge, you know, offensively, defensively. So I feel like a quarterback will come into a great situation, be it whoever, um, Stroud from Ohio, Bryce Young from Alabama, you know, whoever it may be, they can come into the situation and, you know, ultimately win without, you know, being in a situation like um, Justin Fields in Chicago last year and even this year. So I'm interested in just seeing um, how this season plays out as well as um, just to see hard knocks and watch them in practice and, you know, the different kind of interviews and stuff like that. Um I also wanted to hit on something else I saw floating around um, Twitter and Instagram and stuff. You know, just a topic posed about Aiden Hutchinson um, being Defensive Rookie of the Year. Like, could he possibly win Defensive Rookie of the Year? And um, at his def- at his position being drafted number two, um, what one of the guys was saying is basically a lot of um, Defensive Rookies of the Year were drafted at number two. Since the previous draft, the Bosa, uh, Parsons, Young, um, Watt. So, you know, could Aiden Hutchinson, you know, be next? Now, me and my bias, I'm like, yes, you know, of course. Um, (laughs) He should, right? Y'all know I've been riding with Aiden Hutchinson since day season. He was still playing. I'm like, get him in the Lions jersey. Now he's in the Lions jersey. And I'm, I'm just like, yeah, so... This is the only problem, or I don't even want to say problem. I guess this is just where I kind of have like a stand back about it. Um, How many people are going to be watching Lions games? How many people are going to be tuned in and will the Lions win? Before we go there, I just want to give a schedule. Um, So they put the schedule out week one at home versus Philly. Week two um, at home versus Washington. Um, At the Vikings, week three. We at home versus the Seahawks, week four. At the Patriots, week five. Early by week six. 
at the Cowboys week seven, at home versus the Dolphins week eight, um, at I mean at home versus Green Bay week nine, at the Bears week ten, at the Giants week eleven, at home versus the Bills week twelve. Actually, I think that is the um, Thanksgiving game too. So I'm like, okay, what? They week twelve. Week twelve is crazy. Um, then it's at home versus the Jags week thirteen. At home versus the Vikings week fourteen. At the Jets week fifteen. At the Panthers week sixteen. The Bears are at home um, seventeen week seventeen. And then it's at Green Bay the last game week eighteen. I I want to say the Lions can win at least eight games. I want to say that. Um, realistically, if I want to give a low expectation, it would be six. So high expectation would be like nine, I, I would say. So on average, the Lions will win between six to nine games. This season, I would be happy with that too. Like six games is not a lot, you know what I'm saying? It's not at all. It's more than last season, but um, it's not a lot. Where I would be more okay. So if the Lions won six games, no, Aiden Hutchinson is not going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. If they were to win, like, nine, okay, possibly, you know, could they go to the playoffs and stuff like that? Like, more eyes will be on him, yes. It just scares me a little bit because, like, we just watched what happened with Kay Cunningham. Like, I mean, did he, you know, am I biased for saying he should have won rookie of the year? Yes, I am. Um, but do I feel like other people don't feel, you know, outside of Detroit feel the same way? I do. I've seen it. Um, and especially people here, but I also can understand why this come about because who's watching the Pistons? Like the Pistons aren't winning, you know, it's not really prime time. I mean, they're barely getting fans to fill up LCA, you know, so it's kind of hard when you have these star players on these teams and it, it really kind of sucks and it's unfortunate the way it works in the draft because it's like these top picks go to the actual losing team. So these players, these great players get drafted to losing teams and then they have to work so much harder to be seen. You know, sport is uh, sports are teams' activities. You know what I'm saying? It's not one person who makes everything work. Even though you have these star players on teams like Michael Jordan, like LeBron James, like um, Kay Cunningham. I'm like, what is this man's name? I just forgot it. Um, it's still other people on a team that they have to depend on, you know. Um, so I think it's, it's a catch-22. Like, I, I, I honestly feel like, yes, Aiden Hutchinson has what it takes to be defensive rookie of the year. Um, but I also feel like the team that he is on is what could be the reason he don't win rookie of the year, um, defensive rookie of the year. He would really have to get, like, a million sacks <laughs> this 
this season. At least one, maybe a half a sack a game or something like it. it you're going to have to be talking about him if the Lions are losing. If they're winning, you know, I'm not worried. I think he he's going to get it. But if not, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And I thought that was interesting. I wanted to talk about that um, on the show and just get my perspective on it. Because it's just like it goes back to what I was saying about Detroit sports. Like right now, we're all of them are just in shambles. And I mean, who's really watching? Who's really looking? And I think that the Lions will get a lot more eyes having drafted this season. Aiden Hutchinson and Jamison Williams, um, Pascal. It's some it's some people that you know. I feel like people are gonna want to see, look at, you know, see how it's doing. But if they start losing. That's over. So we we will definitely see. Um, before I check out today, y'all, I do want to say that vitamin D is back. <laughs> y'all, if you have not, um, if you ever haven't heard of vitamin D, I used to promote it a lot in the beginning of the show um, before I switched over to the new season. But vitamin D is a podcast. It is, it has a, it's actually revamped. So we got new hosts. Um, my friends, my brothers, they are twins. I call myself their triplet, uh, Brandon and Byron. They do the show now. It's going to be every Sunday. They're doing it live. I believe it's at 7 or 8. But to get the updates, you can definitely follow the Vitamin D podcast on Facebook. It's spelled just like it sounds, Vitamin D, like the milk. They are going to be talking about the manosphere, if I said that correctly. But basically just diving in deep to what the men like what men like what men want what men long for how men like their women and how they like them to talk and speak and you know like what attracts them the things that keep men moving and motivated so if you are a man and you like things like that definitely tune in if you don't like things like that you probably need to tune in too because that's weird and if you're a woman and you want to know like hey how can I do some new things and figure some stuff out the you know, be a better woman to my man or whatever, and just listen to it. It's good. I was listening to it the other day with my man, and we was enjoying the conversation. So, y'all, check it out, Vitamin D, the podcast, every Sunday live on Facebook, I believe at 7 or 8 p.m., so go ahead to Facebook. Um, it's going to be on YouTube and everything else, so just search the Vitamin D podcast um, and like the page, follow the page, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and everything like that so you can get the live updates. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Everybody who took um, part in the toe, I mean, in the poll um, last week, what I saw was a lot more people thinking Russell Wilson as well, even for people that I talked to. So shout out to all of y'all that took the poll. Be looking for the polls. I do them at random. Sometimes they're on Spotify. Make sure if you haven't already send, give me a thumbs up and review a little bit there on Spotify and Apple. If you haven't done it on that as well, if you have not already subscribed to the website, that's www.mywhitneyb.com. Go ahead and subscribe mywhitneyb.com and make sure you follow me on all social media platforms at mywhitneyb and I'm out. Oh,